Hello and welcome to a very special podcast of Brotherly Eagles Love where we were Escape from LA! <laughs> we were on location at uh, Carson, California for Carson Wentz, California where apparently the uh, Eagles Twitter uh, handle uh, kind of did a little trolling for Carson, California just to FYI. So I'm, not, I'm not on the Twitterverse. <laughs> I'm glad you're on it. So what did you think? Seeing uh, them in person, what did you think? What were your impressions seeing them in person? Well, first of all, I think we can just set the scene for our listeners. It was probably at least 60% Eagles fans. Conservative, possibly we're, 70 percent We're saying somewhere between 60 and 70, but they were definitely loud. There were times... There was a time with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter where like Jordan Hicks and the defense were trying to rouse the crowd like it was a home game. And they did. And, and it was really loud. But then on that one play that Hicks did that, then the Chargers had a big play coming out of timeout. And I, and I think on our decisive <laughs> touchdown drive, or maybe it was the, the drive where we kind of just running down the clock, the Eagles fans were so loud that Lane Johnson was like signaling for them to quiet down. Yeah. So the atmosphere was pretty sweet. From a game standpoint, the Eagles, you know, again, I'll give Peterson credit again this week. <laughs> wow, that's two weeks but, in a yeah. row. They're giving him credit. Uh, philosophically, sticking with the run game. So, our, our team stats were 454 total yards, 214 rush yards, 240 passing yards, time of possession, 39 minutes. So 39 minutes. We went on the road. We completely controlled the clock. I thought for the most part, like our line on both sides won the battles in the trenches. I don't, I can't think of a time where Bosa or Ingram gave us issues where they kind of, like, blew up plays. They, Even they, though we a couple had times, struggles in the passing game. But it was nothing like the Kansas City game where you felt it, where Justin Houston pretty much owned yeah. the game on a lot of big plays. But it felt like a classical rubric for how you're supposed to win on the road. Right. With the run game being physical, like, controlling the clock, and having this weird, like, strange advantage of having all of the Philly transplants in the stadium. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed to be that we would always go up two possessions and then Chargers would come back to make it one possession. But as I told you, maybe it was the California sunshine. <laughs> but I never felt like we were going to lose that game, ever. No. I was not a sourpuss at any point. No, and I think I think that was one of the strange things in Ray Didinger. I'm going to uh, <laughs> disagree with Ray Didinger here. I know it's a shocking thing to say, but he kept saying, like, all these Philly fans are going to fly out from Philadelphia. Diddy, there's plenty of Philly fans that live in L.A. We don't all live in Philadelphia for our entire lives. We come out to L.A. and we live in L.A. There's a, a huge contingent of us. And I would say that was most of the base because you saw, like I said, you saw all the South Bay Philadelphia Eagles fans and Torrance Philadelphia Eagles fans. I'm sure there was definitely plenty of locals, but it seemed like everybody that we saw was definitely the transplant Philly fan that it was, you know... It was fun to see, and and, um, and we were sitting next to Chargers fans. They're very nice, but they were not happy no. with the amount of Eagles fans. We didn't didn't see the telecast from play and play out, but we saw the, the highlights, and you could hear it on TV as well. We're going to do a little out of order this week because, uh, like I said, it was remote and was fun, and we were there, and it was it was good, just the ambiance. And I dif- I disagree with, you know, because as we get older, I always think, like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's right to never see Maybe it. I could have played. No, 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 not <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> not saying that because seeing them in person as we said they no wonder CT is becoming more and yeah. more of an issue because LeGarrette Blount looks like the predator yeah it's just they're bigger stronger faster they just even when I grew up in the 80s watching even the one of the best defenses of all time with Reggie White and that crew they just it's it's even what is this 25 30 years later it's just night and day it's just night and day just how more athletic they are and just you can see it you can feel it and it's just 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the NFL in general. But for today's game, it was... Yeah, you said you said today, we have 10 years to win a Super Bowl <laughs> before this league goes to hell in a handbasket. Because the CTE... Yeah, they're going to yeah. they're gonna have to do something, something weird, like without helmets. Rugby. Yeah, it's it's not going to be the same game a generation from... I just... I, I That's just the sense I get. We could be wrong, but we'll see. But to your point, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it this felt like... Coming out of this game, I think we both thought, well, like... Are we actually a team that could win a playoff game? That that's what. It, and I'm not saying the Chargers are like lighting the world on fire with the way they've started the season, but we kind of got like the best of wily veteran quarterback Phil Rivers. Like offensively, they were dynamic, but we kept the ball out of their hands for 20 minutes of the game. All right, so let's let's do complete reverse order. So, what is your ridiculously early season prediction? Because I have a bold prediction now. Okay. So I was thinking about this. So we're three and one, 12 games left on the schedule. And you break up the season in quarters. So this is the right. end of the first quarter. End of the first quarter. But so if in order to honor my early season prediction of nine and seven, we'd have to go six and six over the next 12. I'm willing to edge it to 10 and six after this win. So just 10 and 6. And not just based on arithmetic. So but 10 and I, I 6 and wins the NFC East or 10 and 6 wild card? Depends on where we find those wins, right? So far we've had success within the, in the division. If we beat the Redskins, I think... Ten and six after beating the Redskins twice and splitting with the Cowboys. That, well, we just that would win the division. beat an AFC West team. That's not three. No, no, I know, but we beat the Giants and the Redskins right. in our first four. So if we split with the Cowboys and beat the Redskins again, that bodes well. And the only game we've lost this year is against the Chiefs team that many think is the best team in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. On the road. That's right. 13-13 in the middle of the fourth quarter. Bad throws by Carson. Now, we'll get to Carson because we're doing reverse or we'll get to Carson eventually. But to put it I on, have yeah. a I have a bold prediction. I don't think there's anybody better in the NFC East than the Eagles. I think there's one better quarterback right now in the NFC East that's I mean in the NFC that's Aaron Rodgers. But a healthy Eagles defense, there's no better defense in the NFC that can match the Eagles. If they are healthy, that is the best defense I think right now in the NFC. Basing it on one quarter of the season, I get that. But the NFC is right, wide open right now. Aaron Rodgers is clearly still the best quarterback in the NFC. But take any of the other quarterbacks. I'm not saying that Wentz is better than them. I'm just saying I don't have a quarterback that I'm like, I would definitely want X over Carson Wentz besides Aaron Rodgers in the NFC. Yeah, I think you and I disagree a little bit on this point. Okay. Um, although, so I think... You could put this game for Carson. So who do you put, like, besides Aaron Rodgers, we agree on Aaron Rodgers, so you, you put Matty Ice ahead? At this point, I'm not saying, like, that Wentz has reached his ceiling by any means, but I'd still take Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. Matt's, Matthew yeah. Stafford. I know you're going to rewind back to the earlier podcast where I said I'd rather have Wentz than Cousins, and that's still true as my franchise quarterback, but right now I think Cousins is a oh, better quarterback. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Matthew Stafford scored 14 points today. They won 14-7, fine. By the way, uh, there's this guy named Matty Ice who lost at home to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Bills are as bad as you no, think they are. No, the Bills are a pleasant surprise, but at home, in a dome, you lose to the Bills. That's an unforgivable loss. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's the NFL. Uh, one Ma- I, Wait, I'm sorry. I'm still getting over Matthew Stafford is better than Carson Wentz right now. Yeah. No, disagree. A thousand percent disagree. <laughs> and what was the other one you had? Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Today. Cousins? Yeah. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Wow. Eagles fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for my brother. 
I don't know mm-hmm. what he's been smoking today. Apparently, the the I mean, legal marijuana in California yeah. has gotten to your head <laughs> because you're going with Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins over Carson Wentz. Yeah, totally. Not wow. Not in three years. Wow. I'll still take Carson wow. in three years. Wow. wow. Okay. I mean, you you saw him play today. I thought he was fine too. Uh, granted, he had two pe- terrible throws that should have been picks. Uh, but they weren't. We're not talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins. So let's just throw that out there. Those two quarterbacks have at least three balls that should be picked off every game. I don't disagree that they're aggressive quarterbacks. But I'm just like looking at like simple stat lines and efficiency, right? And like Wentz has weapons now where he didn't last season. So it's not like a completely easy statistical picture to paint. But I think like right now, like their deep ball accuracy, their experience reading defenses, their timing on on plays where, you know, like they have to kind of throw those long intermediate routes. They're just better than Wentz is right now. I'm not saying Wentz is at his ceiling, but they do all of those kind of like uh, blue chip NFL quarterback staple throws better than he does at this point. Okay, I'm gonna give you my counter is why I think they're better, or d- not better, but just as good as any team in the NFC right now. You would have said to me before the season, Green Bay is cl- clearly better than the Eagles. Dallas Cowboys are clearly better than the Eagles. The uh, Atlanta Falcons are clearly better than the Eagles. And then we'll we'll talk about some of the other teams, but I think Carolina has shown that they're very average. The Giants have definitely shown that, you know, that they're pretty much out of it. So all the other preseason hype game, like those teams are gone. I'm giving you those three teams. Dallas Cowboys, terrible loss today at home against the Rams, especially up Double digits early, that's a terrible loss. Atlanta at home against the Buffalo Bills, that's a bad loss. I want to go as far as terrible loss because, like we said, Buffalo has had, a, has had a good season and been a pleasant surprise. Sean McDermott of the Eagles ilk, uh, former defensive backs coach, defensive coordinator until Andy Reid ran him out of town for the offensive line coaching <laughs> Juan Castillo, the worst decision in Eagles franchise coaching history, but that's, I diverse for, I mean, I digress to another time. And then the third team is, who, do, who am I missing? Who's the third team I said? Packers. Oh, the Packers. So, okay, yeah, they look good against a terrible Chicago Bears team on Thursday Night Football, but the week before, they barely beat Cincinnati at home and had to win it in overtime. I just think you're over-rotating a little bit based on four games. All right. Yeah, no, I'm, I actually think that underneath it all, even though... I should say unrealistic. Even though you're... Ridiculously early. Yeah. So, can I be a little unrealistic? But yeah. name the, name any team the MC that you think is a clear favorite. Is there a clear favorite? No, I, I don't disagree that there's there's not a team that's like has clear dominance over the rest of the conference. Definitely that's the But I think back to last season, which I think we were 3-1 and one through our first four games... Everyone was pretty amped up after we like beat Pittsburgh at home. That was that was thought to be a coup. So uh, it's just uh, my the wins just natural feel, reticence. The wins around. just feel different this year. There's two weeks in a row we had comeback wins. The Giants, you can say that was a barely escape, but we escaped with a second team defense pretty much the entire second half. So it just it just feels different this year. It just feels different. The run game really the last two weeks. Like I you do said. I do agree with you in this sense, which is yeah we had won. Three games to the first quarter of last season. This season, I feel like that between Peterson and Schwartz, they've fine-tuned all the strengths of our offensive and defensive lines. Like, this formula we've displayed over the last two weeks where we have this, like, dynamic run game, right, that 
kind of hinges on the timing of the offensive line and the fact that we have these like three really effective backs that all kind of have their own pace and style and the defensive line and the front seven which at times are super dominant we figured out a way to like leverage the talent that we have to craft tactics that are better suited to our personnel whereas Last year, it still felt like Peterson was trying to graft Andy Reid's offense onto our personnel when we didn't have receivers. And now we've we've gone to a more balanced like style of attack. So part of it, I think, also is, is the coaching has improved. Over would, last year, which is why I think these you know first four games were more impressive, to your point. I would say we just seem, feel like a different team, and there's two main components besides the coaching. I feel like, yes, I feel like Doug Peterson is coming into his own. Doug Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Peterson. <laughs> Did I sound like that when I said that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Doug Peterson. Okay, well, Doug, Dougie P, uh, he definitely feels like he's coming in into his own. Confidence does a lot of things. He was wearing an all-gray tracksuit today, which is pretty fun. Yeah, you you were trying to figure out which one was Dougie P. And yeah, then, a high sheen. And he he has, matched his hair. And he has, like, great hair. Yeah. He's got a great head of hair. We, Did I tell you that, like... Before. As as one brother who's sort of balling and the other brother who's more than sort of balling. <laughs> Doug Peterson has a great head of hair. Full head, yeah. Yeah, totally threw I'm me sorry. off my rhythm. I'm sorry. Doug oh, the, P is doing a good job. The secondary is way better. Just, the, I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened. Besides, Russell Douglas had a terrible game. He had an awful game, actually. Um, but, you know, those are going to be the growing pains of the rookie. He's been generally good. He had, he gave up the big touchdown play and then the, the big play to Keenan Allen at the end of the half. But in general, the secondary has been way better than last year. They just seem more confident. They look more confident. Uh, we're about to get our winners in a second. And then I think the other thing is just having weapons on offense, especially on the wide receiver position, that you're not looking at Nelson Aguilar as your number one receiver. To, Jeffrey hasn't had that huge game yet, but he had a better game today. And just it seems like between him and Torrey Smith, they just open up the field a lot more with Torrey on the deep threat. And then Jeffrey is at least a sort of true number one receiver. It just opens up the offense a lot more because, as we said, it was incredible to think that we would never we, we we would never said this last year. We didn't miss Darren Sproles at all. Yeah. And that's not, and we love Darren Sproles. And, and what I, we love that little munchkin. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I mentioned this to you. I said, I'm not really worried about losing Sproles in the running game. And in some ways, losing Sproles has forced Peterson to craft a more physical run attack built around Blunt and Smallwood. Whereas before it was like he was almost like over rotating on fitting the game to Sproles's strength. I do think we will miss him in the punt return game. That kind of gives us like an ace up our sleeve. Yeah, but if play. if if that's the one. But if that's the worst of it, yeah, yeah, we can handle that. But let's let's say that the besides Wentz is clearly the fan favorite. Everybody yeah. loves Carson Wentz. He is and Blunt love. You, good, you just stole my skin. thunder. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, <laughs> Eagles fans love Blunt. Yeah, that sounds like California legalized legalized marijuana. We love Blunt. It, yeah, <laughs> and Legarrette. But wow, you, you could feel it was very like right away. Anytime he did anything. They were just all over it, and he was. And you saw, you see that with last week. We we mentioned that last week with a uh, when they were in Philly, but you definitely sense it even on the road. Yeah, and he was at the height of his powers this game, like the play he had, where now I can't remember when it happened when he kind of broke that. 
I think it was the third quarter when he broke that run to like the two yard line. It took us like six attempts to get in after those. <laughs> I think it was penalties. seven. I think it, yeah, on the seventh. Or maybe it was, it was eight because then we go for it on fourth down. I can't remember. Nah, that was a small one. I think it was third and third but two. That's when I said, if we score seven here, we win. We score only three, <laughs> we lose. And you're like, Matt, that was four points, of course. But that yeah, was the defining moment points. of the game. Yeah. But the way he broke the run, where it wasn't his speed at all, he was just jockeying every single defensive back on the Chargers with like stiff arms all the way down the field. It's just like an incredible. He's an incredible like specimen to watch live. Yeah, he's much bigger in person. Yeah. So, okay, so we're only going to end it with winners. We already talked about a lot of winners, but my first winner is America's... Because we're, we're going to the Super Bowl, according to Matt Graham. I think, I think we're an NFC favorite now. I yeah. really do. I'm, I am going bold. I am going bold. Check, with, check in with me after the <laughs> second four games, but I think we have a great defense if we're healthy. I mean, injuries always play a lot into this, but if, if we can stay relatively healthy on defense, and as long as Wentz can stay upright, I can't see many NFC teams any better than us. I'm not saying we're going to win the NFC, but Russell Hustle Bustle Wilson won his Super Bowl in his second year, True. so it's not like it's Big unfathomable. Ben. Big Benny. Yeah, so it's not... Second year, if it's the franchise QB, they take this unbelievable leap. I'm not saying they will because, as we talked about, Carson threw two terrible throws on second down that could have been easily should have been picked off. Um, Luckily, we got away with them. But I do think between the defense and I do believe in the love of Carson Wentz that we have just as big of a shot as anybody. Dude. But Aaron Rodgers is always the wild card. But I don't. I I think our defense is way better than Green Bay's. The good thing about what's never scary about Green Bay is basically they're. A group of 54 dudes hanging out with Aaron Rodgers and a coach who's just mediocre. So nothing about the Packers scares you outside of Rodgers just pulling a game out of his ass the way he did against the Cowboys in the divisional round last year. Yeah, you feel like if Dom Cabers had any talent, he would. he's a defensive coordinator that could do good things, but yeah. I don't think they have the talent. So let's go to the winners. My first winner is Maragos not in the game on any <laughs> defensive play as far as I could tell. So I had a great feeling as soon as I saw Maragos just playing on special teams. Yes. Uh, a few really big pass plays that the Chargers had. I did kind of have PTSD from last week, and I was checking to make sure Maragos wasn't in the game. It was just Russell Douglas. Yeah, Russell had a terrible game. But no, no, no bad, no bad this week. Uh, my other big winner, we have we have lots of winners, and that's what we're going to end it on, is Peterson's game management. So there was a third and 13 in the first half. Our boy Carson Wentz almost threw a terrible pick. You were mad that they only did a draw play and got a couple yards. On whereas s- I on, thought on it was... On second down, he almost threw the terrible pick. Yes, so third, third and 13. 13. On the 40, 35... It was in field goal range. It was in field goal range. It was a, it would have been a long field goal, uh, and then they did the run, and then our boy Jake Elliott. By the way, Kale Sturgis, thank you for your time with the Eagles. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Kale Sturgis, <laughs> goodbye. Loved you. <laughs> but I was happy with it because I thought Doug Peterson is in those situations where Wentz makes a bad decision. He's not going to set him up to fail. You didn't like that. They did it again. Similar play in the second half. Similar conservative call. You didn't like it then. I liked it less that time, but I still like the fact that Doug Peterson is not going to let Wentz. It was a total nitpick on my part. I, I acknowledge that. I mean, 3rd and 13, young quarterback draw play. That's kind of what you expect. You know Carson is like an aggressive passer. I understand the risk you run if it's like an out route and he throws a pick six. I guess that's what you're trying to avoid. But, you know, call a post pass. Call an inside, like, interior pass to Ertz that's, like, stretched for 20 yards and let him try to make a play. And if he gets picked off, then it's just a touchback going the other direction. 
Peterson wasn't in the wrong to call it that way. I put another winner. Eagles run game on the offensive side. We've talked about that plenty. Blunt had over 100 yards. Uh, Smallwood had another great game. Even And then receiving-wise, Smallwood and LeGarrette Blunt both had... Like, Blunt had the big play where Wentz made an unbelievable play, made the play that only Wentz can make, and then Smallwood seemed to be very consistent from, from the receiving side as well. So just on both sides of the ball, I thought besides the defense played really well against the run as well, but they had that one big touchdown in the fourth quarter to make one possession game but other than that I think generally both sides of the ball against the run were awesome I also so I agree with all your winners I think also uh Wisniewski at left guard again today left he, guard he was in for part of it because we he saw him on the sidelines at some point remember because he said why isn't he in the game yeah I couldn't tell if he's just like a guy that's always working well last week I sideline. thought that they completely benched Womack yeah but then it turned out that they were alternating series so yeah. maybe that he was definitely in in the second in the second half so they might have done that game this week it was hard to tell like I said we were on site so we didn't get the analysis and it just feels like that our offensive line always seems to get into the right timing when he's especially in the run game in the run game when he's in when he's in and you know <clears throat> similarly to the Giants game last week in the second half especially in the fourth quarter we stuck with the run game and it feels like Wisniewski is kind of like the right link to have in the chain at left guard it seems again at least in the like it'd be interesting to see with the uh, experts on the technical side when they break down the tape, but it just seems like when he's in the game, our run game runs really efficiently and the numbers speak for themselves. Eagles fans. Winners of the day. Winners of the day. Yeah. And Diddy, a lot of them are not traveling across the country. A lot of them are from Philadelphia. They don't live there anymore, just so you know. I would say most of them are transplant Eagles fans, but anyway... They were they were loud, they were obnoxious, but not to the point where it felt uncomfortable. They, yeah. It seemed like they still respected ambiance of being the road team, but when thought, you own the stadium, you own the stadium. Thought we were rowdy, but to a classy point. <laughs> and, rowdy to a classy point. Yeah. There was uh there was one Chargers fan as we were walking out who was like John with any Eagles fan he could find and I mean we didn't see him get his ass kicked, so it's a good use of restraint on the part of the Eagles fans. That's not to say he might have, because he was... He almost certainly... He was getting belligerent. Yeah. And it, he brought it on himself. And but. it seemed like there was way more Eagles fans <laughs> walking out of that stadium, but at least it was coming off a win. It was coming off a loss, that it would have yeah. been a completely different story. Yeah, but it can melt over you when you're Yeah, winning. it was pretty impressive to see and pretty impressive to hear... And then the Eagles, the Eagles players ate it up. You know, they were, they were, they could tell they were going to certain corners of, of the stadium to get the, the crowd into Oh yeah, it. when, uh, when Blunt broke off that huge run, he went right to the crowd. Yeah, so that was in, like, we saw Hicks earlier, and, and I think even, uh, he was either Algar or Jeffrey, I can't remember, but one of them did the same thing. So the other, the other one I have is small stadium for NFL games. Great. Yeah. Great Especially idea. in LA. Especially anywhere. I mean, I think contracting the size of the stadium down to 35,000 people, I think, what, Carson's 27, 25? It could stand to, you know, add another 10,000, but... Carson, California, not Carson. Yeah, sorry, not Carson, Wentz, California. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like, the intimacy of the setting, it's just, you get so much more engagement from the crowd. It actually creates more noise and more atmosphere. Well, that was also the overhangs that we talked about, because we always say in the, the Seattle game... 
you know, even even when the sounders are in town, you know, that it's never that loud. So it'll be interesting to see. Think of that, especially in LA. I think in LA, it totally works. Maybe not in Philadelphia because you get 65 to 70,000 because there's not much else going on. But as we know in LA, there's so many options when the weather is nice. It just feels more intimate. It feels like perfectly LA. And then you can start charging the crap out of people if they get really good. Yeah. And then it becomes like a, a like a really cool thing and then it becomes an exclusive ticket. It just makes sense, but it was awesome. And it was to see an NFL game in that setting was pretty cool. So the other big winner I have is Wentz throwing the deep ball. Even though they didn't really hit on any of them, they were great throws. They did the, the one Ertz. There was the one Ertz, but he put perfectly thrown balls for any deep pattern that he did throw. Well, it was interesting to see again if there was certain reads he didn't make where he should have thrown it and didn't. But in general, it seemed like he, you know, he definitely concentrated on that this week, and that well, was encouraging. The one that looked like yeah, reps around was the one. He threw to Torrey Smith that Smith dropped and yeah, him in the hands. Yeah, yeah. But um, Torrey Smith can tell him, hey, you, I've been wide open three or four times this year and you've underthrew me or overthrew me. But yeah, yeah we're, not, right. we're not keeping score. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his, his deep ball accuracy was improved. I think where he got in trouble today was he still, like, at times, like, won't locate the ball well or telegraph a pass to the outside, that second down play where he almost had it picked off is a case in point. But, again, I thought... Over the last two games, Peterson has architected a game plan that doesn't put as much pressure on Wentz to manufacture as many yards, and that's a formula that's really working right now for the Eagles' offense. Well, when you run like we've done the last two weeks, it's hard to beat us. Right. You know, with that run-pass mix, we looked unstoppable. I told you I thought this win was more impressive than any win this season so far. It was Everybody said it was a trap game. The thing that impressed me most, and this is the final winner, that all ended on was the final drop. Up, single possession, and just run the clock out. Those like, are the Like dr- you said, we look like the early 90s Cowboys that yep. used to always beat us. <laughs> yeah, they used to do that to us all the time. We'd finally get it within one possession, and then Emmitt Smith would just run it down our throats and just run the clock out. Those are always the impressive wins because defense no runs coming and they can't stop it. Yeah. And that's that's encouraging to see. I know it's against the Chargers. I know they're on four, but it's something where you had to come all the way out west after a long game with the Heat last week, a division division rival, emotional after the sixty one yard field goal, coming all the way back several times. It just this was a defining win of the season. That's why I think this three and one is completely different than last year. Well, and also on the final drive, kind of like we bore the fruit of owning so much time of possession throughout the whole game. By that point, their defense was exhausted. Yeah. And we've done that to the defense two weeks in a row. So any final thoughts? This is the thing. Okay, I know we're on a high right now. I know you think we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying I think we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying I'm beyond 10-6 and now. I think we should win the division. This is assuming we stay healthy. I think we have clearly the better defense than the Cowboys. By the way, before we get into final thoughts, compared to Dak Prescott, would you take Wentz right now or Dak Prescott? Uh, I'd still take Wentz over Prescott. I think Prescott's really good. This is what I told you last week. I still think that, like, Dallas has this scheme where they're kind of like us, where they actually have, like, a more physical offensive line. I don't know if they're better in all aspects. But they have a more They definitely are. Most people would say they have a better offensive yeah. line, but we have a pretty good offensive yeah. line when we're healthy. A more physical offensive line, arguably the best running back in the entire NFL. I just think that Dak isn't asked to do as much, and more of that offense is run through a dominant running game. But we're starting to like manufacture that ourselves, and you kind of see Wentz's stat lines look more like Prescott's, where like he's he's not exposed to a lot of turnovers. Ultimately, I think you're right that Wentz is the generational talent where... 
he can take broken plays and completely break a game open with like one decisive play that only he could make. All right, so final thoughts. GT is about to say something pessimistic after he just said Carson Wentz is is the generational talent. I just want to he might make be. that clear. Okay. He might be. So what? So this is where I get where I still get nervous. Today's game, the final tally was I think Jake Elliott had four field goals. Yep. I just think against better competition or. Oh, he may have five. Was it twenty nine? Uh, 29, 20... 26, 24. Oh, 26, yeah, so four, yeah. Against better competition, our offense has to be more opportunistic. And I think that comes down to Wentz and Peterson being able to capitalize on dagger plays. But they some... went up double digits all game, and then it was the defense that let them down. No, I listen, I, under, I understand that, but I think like if we get deep into the playoffs and we're in like late game situations or even in the second quarter of a playoff game and our defense which seems to manufacture turnovers right they're a pretty decent clip we can't settle for field goals if we're on the road against like a formidable if we have to go to green bay and win right we have to turn at least a few of those into touchdowns but uh, the game dictates it and i think they kept going up double digits and it was the defense who kept failing to get it back to one possession games but i see what you're saying there's something to be said for that but i think in general after the first quarter of the year you would take three and one. Of course I would. I'm <laughs> not an idiot. I just think, imagine, imagine if you will, we're in the same game situation today, but like we're playing the Packers in Green Bay. This feels like a game that Rodgers is able to negotiate into a win for the Packers because of his ability to score points quickly and decisively, right? It's like Rivers is on like the, is off the apex of his career, even though he's like impressive and was impressive today. And I think that's what still tempers my optimism about the Eagles as leaders in the NFC. NFC. I think if we're worrying about who are the best teams in the NFC, we're in a good spot. And that's what we're worrying about right now. So I'm pretty happy yeah. with it. Yeah. We will uh, check in with you on Wednesday when, when we get our mom's perspective. She'll have a lot of things to say about the game this week. So talk to you guys soon. Like I said, write us on iTunes. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.